was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. Yo, welcome to Shake and Not Noob, episode 15, the podcast that all your bases belong to us. <laughs> well, some of them do anyway. The others will return after a reasonable period of time. After a reasonable English math lessons. Yes. I'm your host, Judy Dutram, and with me, as always, for a 15 nil strikeout rate, is the Fuzzy Van. Hello! Howdy! Good Hi. evening! Good afternoon! And goodbye. <laughs> How are you, Fuzzy? I'm very well, thank you, sir. And yourself? I am very well, very well. We've got a wee bit of gaming news and uh, what we've been playing to catch up on this week. We sure do. Shall we jump into the news first? Let's do it, buddy. Alrighty then. Well, I have a plethora of news. One plethora or multiple plethora? Mm. Plethora? Plethora. <laughs> what do you call a school of plethora? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway. Um, apparently, we're getting a, a new Nintendo Switch console, which is smaller and cheaper, which is going to be used predominantly for travel. Just what I needed, a smaller Switch, because my fat fucking fingers can't already use the one that we've got. <laughs> Let's make the buttons and console tidier. It's a perfect fucking size. Why do they need it smaller? I think if you make a, a smaller one, maybe the size of the... Mind you, the size of what the current large sort of phones are at, so the Samsung Plus 9 or like the, whatever the iPhone is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having it that size with, I'm thinking maybe still the normal size Joy-Cons that we got. So the Joy-Cons stick over the screen. No, no, no. Yeah. Maybe it's for people like people who want to switch to get for their kid, but it'll just be a charging cable, the, the, the screen and the two controllers that won't come with the TV dock. It'll just be used as a portable. A duty, like I always say, if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. I always say that. It's my saying. It is patented to Fuzzy Dan, so don't fucking steal it. Uh, <laughs> but, like, seriously, like, why, 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 why? Like, the, the Switch is literally the perfect size. There is that gripe of people with fat fingers like myself not being able to get all the buttons properly. Yeah. Especially when you go to, like, the single, like, you know, like, just the single remote to play Smash and stuff like that. Yep. Super annoying. Why would they change it? It's a perfect size for traveling. I, if you make that screen smaller, you're going to take away from all. Of the I think shit you. That's have, going yeah, on. It's sort of like having uh, the the PlayStation Four and the PlayStation Four Pro, or the Xbox and the Xbox X, having the 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 standard and then a cheaper model for those who can't afford the standard, which is kind of smart. What are they? It's like three hundred and sixty bucks, though. It's less than four hundred dollars. If they charge two hundred bucks for a smaller Switch, like, let's say Little Fuzz wants wants a, a you know. A, didn't already own a Switch because he does, but if he wanted a Switch, would you you would most likely buy him the smaller one because he would be the predominant user of it. No, because, you because, because you, I want to play it. You <laughs> contemplated buying him a iPad Mini at one point. Yeah, but that's because he like he likes iPads and stuff <laughs> and toys. So yeah. shut up. But yeah, yeah. no, look, I, I'm a. I, I don't think they need to change this thing. I understand smaller, cheaper, faster, whatever. But I think. Like this one's already really fragile as it is. I'm I've got concerns about the longevity yep. uh, of the controllers, the clipping in, the clipping out, all the rest of it. If you make something smaller and lighter and and, and easier to transport, I also think you bring in that breakability factor, and it becomes less usable and less likely for me to take on public transport. But cheaper to replace. Yeah, but I don't want to have to replace it. I don't have to replace this one yet. I've had it for a year and a half. I haven't had to replace it. Look, you so, raised some good points, but I'm yeah. just reporting the news. The plethora of news. The, the pl- plethora. Yep. Um There was something you wanted to bring up, the Steam Early Access. Oh, I'm just really fucking annoyed about Steam. This is more of a gripe than it is news. Uh, I've been getting into a lot of um, Early Access games of late. I quite like them. They're good fun. 
mm-hmm. the idea with this is that they're pretty much just live testing. They don't call it beta testing or anything like that, but developers will put out a game yep. into early access mode. So they just ongoing development throughout it. Yep. And the game changes and grows, and it's pretty awesome. For example, I bought Prison Architect in early access, um, and that's now live, full game, full version. That I bought that for like five bucks two years ago. And early on, pretty crap, and then they just kept updating the gameplay, the models, they kept getting feedback from people, and now it's a really awesome game to play. Yep. Uh, and from where it started to where it is now, amazing. I think they charge about 30 bucks for it now. What I'm noticing with a lot of the early access games that are coming in now yep. is they're coming in at that same standard, but they're, they're charging like full fucking price for it. So they're charging between 30 and $40 for an early access game. Is it will it be a AAA sort of game though? Potentially, yes. Like, okay, think of a, a one that, that comes to mind that's out there now is yep. a game called Subnautica, which we've talked about. Yep. Subnautica is technically still on early, early access in Steam, but that's come out as a full-blown game on consoles. Oh, yeah. So, you know, there's still a lot of development work that they want to go through, still a lot of things that they need to do. They've released that new version, the uh, Sub-Zero uh, or Below Zero uh, spin-off series. But they're, they're charging like 30 bucks for that. I don't mind that because it feels more of a full game. Yep. But, you know, early access games are supposed to be cheap and nasty. Go in there and play it. See if you like it. I'm not spending a bunch of cash on something that Tell I don't know. wrong with it, yeah. Exactly right. And for example, as well, like I, went, I was looking at those last night. thought, I'm not spending 30 bucks on an unknown game. I went out and spent $24 instead to get The Witcher 3, like, Game of the Year edition with all the DLC packs and everything. Fucking great game. $23. It's a great game. It is a great game. I'd rather spend something on, an, on an, a known quantity yeah. than go and spend something, you know, 30 bucks on a game that I have no idea about. So, yeah, early access. I mean, take it as you will. It is early access. There are reasons around all of that stuff. I get it. But I'm not, you know, if it's, if it's more than 20 bucks, I ain't spending that cash. Fair and enough. neither should you. Go buy The Witcher. It's awesome. <laughs> I play The Witcher. I'm done. Um, <laughs> but you know what is coming out? A PlayStation VR game that is coming. Oh, okay. A Groundhog Day like father like son. A Groundhog Day PlayStation VR game where you play as the son <laughs> of Bill Murray who is experiencing Groundhog Day. Wait, okay. So to, so he's escaped. Bill Murray's escaped Groundhog Day. Now he's had a son with Andy McDowell. Presumably. Yeah, well, yeah, or somebody else. Um, Could be. He did, you know, sleep with a lot of people. <laughs> oh, boy, did he. <laughs> boy, howdy. But it was Groundhog Day, so it doesn't count. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Um, so you play as, as Bill Murray's son, uh, who is also experiencing the same thing, and it's going to be in VR, which... I'm not sure about that. I kind of like it because it's it's one of those games that it's one of those games that uh, if you if you die you go back to the start, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but like you know, uh. there is a game. It doesn't necessarily tell you. So like that Silent Hill. It's a game. It doesn't necessarily tell you how to play it. But when you die, you go back to the start. I like that because then you know, like, cool. I can't do that. I need to watch out for this. If you're gonna do that game, I understand where you're coming with that. Yeah. Go and do live, die, repeat. Nah. Action game. Nah. Do a puzzle game first. Do a do a do a thirty or twenty dollar title to see if the audience is there. Then if you've confirmed you know, an audience is there, you do. No, but they, they want to get that Groundhog Day money, buddy. That, yeah, know, that, that Bill Murray coin. That's going to be a fifty dollar game at least. 
$50 for a new release game in Australia ain't bad. Well, it will be like that $49 to... Yeah, yeah still ain't bad. It's... I don't know. I, I don't I don't want to spend $49 on a VR game of Groundhog Day. Oh, it would be great. Groundhog yeah. Day 2, the grinding. It will be great. Uh, we've got here Kingdom Hearts 3, which came out uh, the other week. Yes. Has already sold... Th- Five million copies. <laughs> five million. Five. Five is a lot. A lot of numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, is fucking insane. It's, of course, it is the highest-selling game of the series of Kingdom Hearts. But yep. Kingdom Hearts One and Two, of course, came back on the PlayStation Two days. And we talked about it the other week. Uh, one <coughs> of the biggest-selling games in Japan at the moment, outselling Resident Evil Two, which is the other big release yeah. of late. So yeah, they they're crushing it, man. And I've I've heard good reviews from you know people who have enjoyed the series. Yeah, uh, not so many from I suppose gamers of our age. Of, of someone who is inexperienced to the series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not a game that I'm going to go out of my way to finding. But yeah. it's like if they if they if EA brought out a game you know next week that was the sequel to Jedi Knight. It was Jedi Knight three, and you play as Kyle Katarn. Heap of old school gamers going to go. Yep. It's and a heap of new games are going to get nah. Stop trying to make it happen, buddy. It's not <laughs> going to happen. Uh, speaking of uh, Star Wars, we got some Battlefront 2 news. Ooh, the man ooh. who just got a copy of Battlefront 2 last night. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Uh, Battlefront 2, we're getting Anakin at the end of this month. And uh, Dice slash EA have said he will be the most powerful light side hero you can play as. Um, so he's actually not going to play as a tank, which is what Darth Vader's role is. Wait, okay, so Anakin's on light side. Are we, get, are we getting both? Can we get both? That'd be awesome. You've already got Vader for dark side. Oh, but get both light side and dark side. Anakin. Oh, unless, oh unless they do a skin for Vader. Yeah. And they make it just the hooded Mustafar, which could work. Um, but we're getting light side Anakin. Yeah. Um, he's going to be uh, modeled similar to how he is around episode three on the Clone Wars. Okay. And uh, he's going to be the most powerful light side hero we can get. So apparently he's going to deal a whopping amount of damage because they said, whopping. of course, he is the chosen one. Which is kind of cool. So we're getting... Is he though? He is. Um, is he? So we're getting... We've got an Obi-Wan who's the best defensive character you can play as. Mm. We've got Count Dooku who is the best against any lightsaber combat. So I've seen Count Dooku wipe the floor with Yoda and Yoda's the hardest person to hit. Yeah. And he's just completely gone through him. And of course we're getting now Anakin who's going to deal a load of damage. We don't know details on his abilities yet but we're also getting... Do we hear about costs on him? Like uh, 35,000 points as, as per the norm. Unlike the, the new solo model that came out recently. So we had the... Uh, I came out... In Last May? No, the Han Solo, like the young Solo model. Yeah, last that, May. Came oh, out. really? Yeah. yeah. Eighty thousand credits for the young Solo skins. So. Yep. Yeah. But the skins Boo. now will cost forty thousand. So if you want the epic skin for Obi Wan or Dooku or Anakin, it's just forty thousand for that rather than okay. eighty, which yeah. isn't too bad. It's probably a week and a half grind. Yeah. So that's not too bad. Uh, we're also getting two new trooper customizations: the five hundred first, which is Anakin's uh, clone regiment. Nice. And we are getting the Coruscant Guard, which are the red clones that oh. are with the Emperor. Nice. So we're getting that as well as some more uh, clone customization that hasn't been revealed. So okay. Apparently we're getting shinies. Secret. Mm, okay. Mm. Uh, we also get the new game mode, Titan mode, but they haven't revealed, but it apparently is two capital ships fighting off against each other while you're on the ground. Oh my god, I just got a boner in public. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty amazing. Gross. <laughs> uh, other news we've also got, speaking of Star Wars, is Disney CEO Bob Iger has actually come out saying they have a good working relationship with EA Games. Disney's not going to develop their own games. They're going to stick to third-party developers developing for them. Um, so it doesn't look like at the moment Disney's looking at getting the Star Wars license out to anyone else besides EA. They must have the most ironclad contract of all fucking time because... There is no way that they can be happy. Disney can't be happy with the responses they're getting. 
they had that point where they they cut them off last you know two years ago and they said no no fucking loot microtransactions yeah, yeah. you can't do that shit and they made them change the game so they can't be happy with how it's going no, the no game's idea. getting cancelled all sorts of shit's going on they can't, they cannot I, I, be happy with the state of I wouldn't be surprised when the when the contract ends and they go to retender or remarket yeah. that Activision or Ubisoft or whoever it is is turning around going well look we can promise at least four games a year yeah where EA, as you said as well in previous episodes, they're making a load of money for Star Wars on their micro on their mobile consoles. Oh, fucking hate that, but yes, there we go. They make well. See, that's the thing. They're making the money. Like the licensing fee goes to Disney regardless. They get cash, yeah, regardless of how much goes out. So I don't know, man. Just I, I I'm not happy. So like I said, bad like bad deal, bad deal. I need to get Trump in there to fix it. My God, it's a bad <laughs> deal. We're going to fix it. Um, Respawn uh, said they are working on, oh, they're teasing some more Titanfall content to come later this year. Are they, though? That's why it came out this morning. Okay, because I know yesterday they came out and made a statement because everybody was saying Titanfall, two, uh, Titanfall 3, new stuff, and they actually made a statement saying that they weren't developing any Titanfall 3 stuff. Yeah, and now they've come out saying later this year. Is that because of what we'll talk about later in this episode? Uh, very well, might be. Okay. Uh, we've also got Microsoft Studios are actually changing their name. Ooh. So, so this is kind of cool. So we've got Microsoft Studios from the Gears of War games, from uh, Sea of Thieves, and now the upcoming Crackdown 3, which is a week away. They're changing their names to Xbox Game Studios. Which is kind of cool. I, I kind of like is that. It the <laughs> Why bother? Why I've bother with the rebadging? I think it sort of shows focus more towards rather than Microsoft games in relation to PC. It's it's more these games from this this studio or this publisher is going to come solely for Xbox. Okay, which is kind of cool. Okay, uh, we've also got Shadow the Tomb Raider, The Walking Dead, and De Blob joining the Xbox Game Pass this month. Chop. And uh, you'll like this being a Mustang fan and wearing a red shirt with a red microphone is we are getting a new sports red Xbox controller racing red with a charging stand. It actually comes with a charging stand. Oh, wow. I can charge it in my car. It'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so rather than just plugging it in when you're done for the night, you can just put it on the stand and off you go. Exactly right. But also next week we have Crackdown 3, which is coming out. Uh, as you were, you, we were playing some Xbox last night and you've got some questionable thoughts on the game. But you've never played a Crackdown game before, have you? I haven't, no. And this this kind of looks like it's somewhere between uh, Saints Row game yep. and Borderlands. It's it's that, that sort of... There's a little bit of humour to that, at least in the early trailers, because they've got fucking Terry Crews, yep. uh, who's doing the, the main promotional drive for all of this. Yep. And his character's in the game, and it's like lots of jokes and lots of action. And the action seems to be somewhere in between those two games. So I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where it is. I know that you talked about... Uh, people being able to customize all of their like the unique avatars within yeah. the game, yeah. which sounds pretty cool. But I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of shooters coming out at the moment, and I don't know if, if it's a little bit too crowded in the marketplace with this stuff. Like, I, I think it's probably going to come out to a bit of a lukewarm reception. Well, I think um, if you haven't played a Crackdown game, you start off as, as imagine yourself as sort of like a new secret agent. So, yeah. like, you've got next to no skills. You're sort of learning up. As the, the, the more you use a gun and the more headshots you pull off, it puts your, your shooting stats up and it makes it that, like, you can headshot people from ages away. It puts your gun statistics up if you drive better. So stats put, based on what you're actually doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the first Crackdown game, they didn't do it in the second one. 
you got to choose out of three vehicles you wanted an SUV, a sports car, or a truck. Yeah. The more better driving you were, the car would actually transform when you got into it. So it actually sort of, if you picked the sports car, it would actually extend itself. The wheels would get bigger, the engines would stick out of the end. Like, and it looks like they're doing the same thing in this. Yeah. There's a lot of like, yeah, weapon manipulation, car vehicle it's, manipulation. It's however, you want to play, if you actually want to go and punch people, your character gets stronger and you actually build in muscle. So you actually end up looking like Terry Crews. So you get negative uh, aspects to it as well, debuffs. So uh, if you're the bigger you are, the more damage I think you take, or it's easier to, for them to hit you. Um, Clearly. The, the yeah. quicker you are, I think, because uh, there's sort of these uh, green orbs around the city. Yeah. You pick them up, they give you agility orbs that lets you jump and sprint faster and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it makes you a bit weaker. So it's all of the sort of... I'd like to see that, that balance between the two. Like, yeah. I don't just like the whole idea of just keep continually buff. Yeah. I'd like to see if you're buffing one side, it debuffs the other. Yes. Like that balance out, because otherwise you just end up with everybody at the same level, and it's just, you know, you're all fucking supermen. So yeah, well, you're all, if, if you're essentially a video game equivalent of Terry Crews, because <laughs> that guy is a fucking dude. Well, uh, yeah, so if you pick up a heap of green orbs, it's like, cool, you're very, very fast, but there are some missions where you have to take down the tank. It's like, you can't lift it. So then you need to go back, put your strength up, and then you've got strength and agility. Terry Crews it up. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Um, but of course, this week that came out is Apex Predator, the new uh, Battle Royale game brought to us by Respawn. And Fuzzy and I have been playing it last night. Fuzzy. We did. What is it? Um, it's a Battle Royale game. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to explain it any yep. further than that? Yep. No, look, that, this is uh, a game that they have brought out in response to, I suppose the market just being overly saturated with these types of games. Yep. They brought out their own version. It's set in the Titanfall universe. 30 um, years after Titanfall 2 from memory, yeah. There you go. So the game looks and feels very similar to Titanfall. It is a free-to-play, by the way. So if you haven't already, go out and download it. I think it's like 25 gigabyte. Yep. But it's, yeah, free-to-play, and it looks fucking gorgeous. Mm. Uh, the weapons will all look familiar to you for anyone who's played a Titanfall game. They are quite unique, and every every one of them feels and shoots great. Uh, you actually are in uh, in this battle royale t- game. You're in a team of three or a squad of three. Mm. Uh, so you have teammates that you can communicate with and you know work to control the map. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyone who's played battle royale will know how to play these games. I don't think they're reinventing the wheel at all. They're just trying to get on the bandwagon. So free to play model. Um, buy your skins, play the game, enjoy it. And we, we played with a guy last night who clearly had purchased some skins already. Yeah. So uh, you get, I think it's, there's a total of 12, uh, rather than actually playing as a, as a random or your own custom car- avatar, you play as a... Uh, a legend. A legend, yeah. That's, that's, right. that's what That's what they use. They're essentially characters with their own abilities. So one of them is, uh, I think her name was Void, yep. who can essentially throw up teleports and... Uh, Wraith. Wraith, yeah. She can throw up sort of these... Uh, teleports like similar to Titanfall 2 there was a gun that you could use or an ability that would send you into another dimension and you could sort of blink into another dimension to get out of danger and then blink out of it yeah but depending on what sort of dimension you went to depends on you know you might be getting shot at by four people in Titanfall 2 you blink into another dimension you're surrounded by like giant lions trying to eat you so she's got that ability we have one with a grappling hook so similar to what we got in Titanfall 2 but my personal favourite is, I think his name's Bloodhound. Yep. And he has a raven and he's a tracker, so he can see people's footprints. He can see where someone's dropped a used bandage and see, you know, how, how long ago it was used. It's actually quite fun. It's the first Battle Royale game I've enjoyed. Yeah. Sorry, like, Paul. I, I think um, I, I played it initially on my own at a couple of rounds. It was, it was interesting. 
I think not communicating with your team is like it's instant death. Yeah. You, you really need uh, squads of three playing together to be able to communicate across what's going on because there's just so much like uh, there's so much of that gameplay that's integral to how it works. Yeah. The idea is that you know you get you know people get distracted and you focus on one player and then you get flanked by other people. It's it really requires you to work as a team to actually pass the game. Um, I yeah really enjoyed it from. Playing as a group, it, it got better and better than uh, much more than I expected. Yeah, it plays uh, it essentially plays exactly like Titanfall. You all uh, and and similar to Fortnite and PUBG, you uh, there's a map, there's the shrinking zone. You all jump out of the plane, uh, out of a out of a ship. Rather than Fortnite or PUBG or even the Call of Duty Blackout mode, you don't jump out and coordinate with your team. There is a jump leader. So when the jump leader jumps, you all jump at the same time. So it's actually very good for coordinating sort of uh, where you want to land. You can still also go lone wolf as well. If you want to go lone wolf, yeah. (laughs) You can, but I would highly recommend not doing that because you're just going to die. There's no way you can stand up to two guys. Even just two players playing against you, even if they're remotely... Unless you've got a shotgun and they're close, you're not getting past them. You're stuffed. There is uh, two things that are different with this game. Instead of 100 players, it is a maximum of 60. Yep. Which is, uh, it's kind of nice, it's, it's not completely hectic, and if you don't have a mic or you don't want to talk to randoms, you can actually use this button to tag things, so you can, you can I think it's R1 or uh, the right bumper for Xbox, yep. you essentially make dots on the screen in front it's of you, fantastic. let's go here, you can point it at armor and say there's an armor pack here, your character will actually say that if you don't want to talk. That communication, we hold it down and there's a communications wheel that comes up, really yep. intuitive, yep. Um, so you can set, like, like I say, if you don't want to talk to people, you can say, well let's defend here. But yep. even like we were talking together, and it was really it was great to have that as a reference point. Like you, you're going, oh, let's go over this direction, and then you use that pointer yeah. to actually communicate, and then you can agree and understand as a team. Yeah, it's, it makes it gives you that extra depth of com- communication that's missing yeah. in some of those bigger games. So. Well, with, uh, with with Fortnite, PUBG, and COD, it's there's the compass, which still is in uh, Apex. There's the compass on top of the screen where you have to go north 135 or whatever it might be to say yeah. where someone is. No, this, you that. literally just point your, your cursor to where they are, you hit right bumper or R1, and then it just goes, person over there. And it's, it's really quick. As, as I've, I've played um, PUBG, I haven't played Fortnite, but well, we've got our, our friend Paul who would tell us all about Fortnite, and how that game is awesome, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm but like, keen to hear his thoughts on Apex. It seems to be much more user-friendly, like it's a real easy pick-up-and-play, yeah. and like I said, if it's free, like, and you've got some space, download the heck out of it, because it's, it's something that you can jump into and play quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, and the, the matchmaking times were really fast yesterday. I also note that they, um, they received already in their first day, in their first 24 hours... Yep. They set a record for hitting one million simultaneous uh, players uh, at one time. So wow. day one of launch, they're, they're already getting a massive, massive reception. So, yeah, yeah I mean, fantastic game, a lot of fun. I'm actually really keen to see where this goes. Well, uh, the, the, the main response that came from Apex Predator is, uh, of course, it is essentially, it's in the Titanfall universe, it's the Titanfall engine, uh, yeah. a lot of the weapons, or all the weapons are from Titanfall, but it's, uh, why are there no Titans in the game? And the developers came out and said, we tried, we trialed putting actual Titans in the game, and they said it just completely changed the whack of the, the gameplay, and they said, we removed it, we got rid of it. Yeah. Um, you will notice some characters, I think it's the med- the, the main character who's the medic, yeah. um, her ability is she drops an orbital ship, and the, the sort of a drop pod, and that has medical supplies, armor, all that sort of stuff on it. And it's the exact same sound effects as when a Titan falls, the rockets yeah. and the, all that sort of stuff. There's a lot of that same... They've, they've borrowed heavily from that, and which is great. I love it. They're allowed to. It's their property. Yeah. And they've, they've done something really fun with it. 
Um, I really do like the the small squad sizes. Like you, know, you get um, in Overwatch and Siege, you get these big teams or you know, your Six clans and five together and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and they you know if they're working together in a coordinated effort, it makes life a living hell. Yeah, like there's it's just over before the game started. In this, like squad sizes are three limits that capability, and I really enjoy that. Like you'll you still may have like you know squads working together or side by side. Yeah, but. Yeah, there's less opportunity for that to happen. You, you're kind of stuck with your group of three. So. Well, uh, unlike um, uh, the other previous Battle Royale games, once your, ca- once your character is knocked down, you can, of course, revive them. But once they're dead, I think you have 70 seconds to go to the actual body and you can pick up this ID card. Yeah. And scattered across the map are all these respawn points. You take the ID card to the respawn point and I think it, well, you respawned me last night. I think it's yeah. a 10 second wait, but you're out in the open. You can't. You don't have a gun when you're doing it. Yeah. Um, it calls in a dropship and respawns your friend. So yeah. I, I died. Fuzzy respawned me. I, res- I, I came back in. I had no weapons or guns. Yeah. So you were just dropping guns on the ground for me to pick up. And that, and I, I did enjoy that. Um, I think when you get when someone picks up your beacon card. Yeah. Essentially, you get to watch them play and yeah, we see what's going on. I, I like that. It was really nice. Mm. Um, there's, I did notice though like, I had a teammate do that last night um, they picked me up and they were in the final circle oh. uh, and there's no respawn points in the final circle so yeah it was a little bit of a downer so I'm just sitting there watching him getting smoked by other squads but <laughs> look, like I said I had a lot of fun we played this for a couple of hours last night I would recommend checking it out if you're a fan of Battle Royale if you're a fan of Titanfall um, I would recommend getting this game because it's it's just fun and like I said it's free you don't have to pay a single cent if you don't want to you just have fun and grind it so yeah it's uh, it's it's definitely worth the 25 gig of downloads and then if you like it of course there's skins for your characters there's emotes there's gun- some really really nice gun skins that we were taking oh, a look man. at as well oh man we looked at, we looked through them some of them last night yeah. like very expensive if you're going to buy them and going to take you forever to grind them but Fucking hell, they look amazing. So yeah, some skins that I wish we got in Overwatch or Rainbow Six Siege, I reckon, could take a, take a note of this book. Yeah, so stay tuned because we'll be playing some more of this in the coming weeks. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I think everyone else will too. Look, quick review off the the, the top. I'd probably give it a like a a seven out of ten, seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, just seems to be like a really fun playable game. So, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, fuzzy down. I've played one more thing this week. Have you played anything else before we start to wrap up this episode? I have. I've um, I've been playing. I spoke about uh, early access games. Another one that I picked up in early access called They Are Billions. Oh, yeah. And uh, fun strategy game. It's essentially like a city builder uh, set in some sort of steampunk universe. Mm. So you're building a city and everything's going well, and then all of a sudden the zombie hordes start coming. Oh. <laughs> so periodically um, throughout the game you can uh, you know, build up your city, but periodically you will be attacked yep. by hordes of zombies, and they grow over time. And the idea is that you'll never last forever, I don't think. I don't think anyone can has ever had like a... It's an endless sort of horde yeah. mode. It's how long you can last for. So it's it's really interesting. There's a lot of interesting mechanics in it. Um, there's a lot of uh, resource reliance on, you know, you can't just build this thing on its own. Yeah. You have to have the right amount of power and workers and all sorts of stuff. But then if the zombies start ta- attacking your buildings and they take over a building, they will turn all of the people inside your building into zombies as well. So the horde grows bigger. So Jeez. Yeah, so you have to have the staggered defensive structure to your walls. Yeah. I played probably about uh, six, seven hours of this this week. It's it's very in depth. I assume it's PC only as well. Yeah, PC only. Yeah, yeah. Like this would just there's just too much for for that to be on console. I think. Yeah. But um, as a PC game, fantastic, lots of fun. 
um, a, yeah, really different type of strategy. Um, you can go out there and sort of seek out individual sort of enclaves of zombies, but you're still always going to get a horde coming to, to attack you. Yeah. And like the scales of those hordes just jump dramatically. So Oy. every single time there's another one comes along every like 30 days or so, they just, all of a sudden you're just overwhelmed with the numbers. So you can never be too prepared. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing some more of this. Yeah. Again, one of those gripes I've had with early access games, I got this one at about 15 bucks. Yep. I uh, bought it last year and I've only just started playing it now. It's been on my list of shame. Uh, so I got it on special, right? Because it was, it was half price. Yeah. But regularly this is retailing for about $30. Which is a lot for this game that's still not finalised. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. Look, if, you, if you're into it, I think it's on special now for about 25 If you're into that sort of thing, definitely give it a try. But I'd probably hold off until it's uh, it's on a big special. So wait for the Steam sales. Mm, there we go. There we go. What about yourself, buddy? Uh, I have dipped my toe into Anthem. So, of course, we have the Anthem demo slash beta that came out uh, the previous week. Yes. And a uh, friend of ours, uh, Aaron, was playing it. He said he had a couple of issues with it, some uh, some glitches and some lag here and there. Yep, sure. Uh, I started up the beta last weekend, and it's it's very true to, to Aaron's statement that it's a it's like Monster Hunter World in the hub. Yeah. Uh, but then when you go out into the open world, it's, it's incredibly beautiful. The first time... Mind you, the first time I signed into the... I turned the game on and I went, all right, I just want a free roam. I want to have some, some looking around this world. Yeah. Uh, the game glitched. My anthem... My javelin didn't have a head. Yeah. Didn't have any uh, guns or abilities. <laughs> uh, he couldn't fly. <laughs> so all of the things that you would need to, you know, yeah. enjoy the game. So I, I shut down the game. I restarted it and it worked fine. Yeah. Um, and the flying mechanics is beautiful. Just uh, essentially, you, 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 of course, your character can jump and double jump and all that sort of stuff. But it's, I believe, it's the, the one of the bumpers or one of the six to actually engage your thrusters and actually start flying. Yeah, and sure. Wow. The the one thing I didn't expect though, and I didn't, you don't necessarily see or they don't touch on with the original gameplay videos, is your uh, sort of your boosters on your on your javelin can overheat. Yeah. When they overheat, you can't fly for about ten to fifteen seconds. Okay. So it's it's quite an interesting. I got around, I was flying around, I was enjoying it. I'm like, what's this bar filling up? I don't know necessarily what this means. I'm going to fill it up, see what it is, and then it goes overheat, and you just fall. You plummet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, similar to, to sort of like Iron Man, when he, when he freezes his suit up and he can't move and he just drops. Did you solve the icing problem? Yeah. <laughs> um, icing problem? <laughs> That's my Jeff Bridges. <laughs> I'm the dude. <laughs> You're Mr. Lebowski. <laughs> um, it's just like your opinion, man. Um... But it was it was really really cool. So if you fly up, it uses more boost of your of your thrusters. But if you fly down or in a downward pattern, it actually cools them down. Okay. So it's a si- similar to the Batman Arkham where you sort of have to glide by by diving and bombing. Yeah. Um. But uh, I thought I'd give it a crack, see what it's like, because you can go underwater and actually swim underwater in the javelin suits, and it is beautiful under the water. It's like Bioshock level beautiful. See everything I've seen in this game when it's it's up and running and everybody's in. The game itself looks incredibly beautiful. There's yeah. uh, lens flares. There's all sorts of stuff going on with the environments. The suits look fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like so, you that's your experience as well. It looks. I, good. I, I'm loving it. My only questionable things, of course, this is a demo that you, you're already when you start the the demo, you're already level five or level ten. 
Yeah. Um, so it doesn't necessarily go, this is how you do this. Or, you know, you sort of have to trial by fire for a little bit. But of I've, course, I've we'll heard get that, that yeah, massive yeah. learning curve. Like, and we had friends who were looking online yeah. for instructions on how to do things because there was no tutorial stuff. Yeah. Well, of course, we'll probably get that in the, in the full game. This is how you do this and that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the map is massive. Massive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think, unless there's cities around the the world of Anthem, yeah, and you can fast travel to those cities. If you're going from the main hub to the most farthest sort of area, it's uh, I want to see how they do that with the thrusters because my engines overheat within about ten seconds. So oh, then I would I imagine ha- there's like upgrades to it. There's got to be, yeah. You know, once you reach level ten, you get this upgrade so you can fly here, so it's a bit easier. Yeah, um, the level of customization. I had to withdraw myself. I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and customize <laughs> for hours. I essentially turned my uh, my javelin into uh, the War Machine Punisher look. So, like, oh, the yeah. skull and the black and the silver. It looked outstanding. Oh, kind of like crossbones, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love like crossbones. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So, so, this is the kind of game that you'll be you know, online with friends playing, and they'll be like, oh, come, and, come and raid with us. And you'll be like, can't talk, customizing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I did use the the main javelin. I think it's I forgot the name of the main the main one. Uh, the ranger. Ranger. Yeah. The, his ultimate ability is he sort of uh, sort of like Soldier seventy six from Overwatch. He sort of scans the whole area and just shoots rockets from everywhere. Oh, nice! Uh, and deals a load of damage. Yeah, so some of those like those animations, like when the like the rocket packs open on the yeah. back, and th- it really does look like Iron Man. Like yeah. yeah. It, it it's it's outstanding. Okay, cool. Um, I know there's been people who have been weirded out by the double bow legs on the uh, the, the the suits. Yeah, some Which of the weird. some of the legs, like the knees bend backwards. Yeah. on the feet and then the ankles, it sort of looks kind of weird. And when yeah. when you're in the hub, you're playing first person, but when you're out in the world, it's third person. So yeah. you actually see your character getting inside the javelin in first person, which is kind of cool because it pick depending what suit you pick depends on like the what it looks like on the inside. Yeah, sure. Um, even, like, the level of customization is you can choose the fucking padding inside the damn suit. So well, you can have... What does the padding matter? But, like, your character's outfit, you can customize everything. Like, it's, what, it's, Okay. What benefit do you get from padding inside the suit? Is there any actual... Aesthetics. We- it's aesthetics. Fucking aesthetics. But what, why the hell would you... Put, no. There's probably something... Too much. There's too, too much. There was a dialogue option where it's like, I can upgrade your suit to do this. Do you want to do it? And he goes, yes. And it's like, cool, this will increase your comfort. So that might do like your, your stamina or something. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, you want to... If you're going to die, at least die in comfort. So that might be something <laughs> like, you know, your stamina's increased or something. It's just basically getting fools to waste money on that so they can get them buying microtransactions to actually upgrade the rest yeah, of Yeah, I didn't take a look into any of the microtransactions, but... Foolish. It looks great. It looks really, really cool. Okay, yeah, well, I know there's been some uh, some uh, negative talk about some of the microtransaction stuff. Yeah. I know that there's some of the skins that are coming out, so essentially just, like, the different <coughs> javelin suits are just different skins. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, I think they're charging around about 20 to $25 for some of the top tier ones. So, yeah. I mean, if you want to look the part and you want it, you've got 25 bucks to spare, go fucking nuts. There are plenty, as we experienced, there are plenty of people day one that will go out and spend that money before they even know what the fucking game's yeah, like. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, if that's you, I mean, more power to you guys. I wish I was you to have all that, all that disposable income. But, yeah, no, not for me, man. Fair 25 enough. bucks, like, make it $5 and you'll get so many more people buying it. Yeah, exactly. But well, yeah. I think that does it for episode 15 of Shake Not Noob. Fuzzy, do you have any idea what we're doing next week? I have no idea what we're doing next week, Dirty Dootrum. I believe. I just got a text message. Oh. Mail has arrived. I <gasps> believe it is Resident Evil 2 next week. Ooh. I will give you my hot takes and hot quick tips. Hot and takes. 
do these hot cakes. I'm going to make that into yeah. yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> do these hot cakes. Hot cakes. <laughs> Did you say cake? <laughs> uh, I also like to point out this week, Duty, um, that we have uploaded uh, the newest yes. thing that we're doing now. We're making videos. We're making YouTube magic. Yep. Uh, so we've uploaded our first uh, video onto YouTube through the Shaken Not Nerd channel. Uh, it is Duty's review of the Just Cause 4 game. So uh, go check that out. I know it's an old game. It's an old review. We're trying to get some new content out there for you. And we're going to definitely get some Resident Evil up there for you. Though. Oh, yeah. So make sure there'll be some gameplay. I'm going to turn off all the lights. Um, I'm going to, you know, just stand in the corner under a sheet and just wait till <laughs> Duty starts playing this game. And just go, boo. <laughs> I'm a spooky girl. Yeah, you've uh, you haven't picked a sheet. You've picked a hand towel, <laughs> and Put it's your just covering on. your nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll be playing some of that. We'll get up some gameplay videos. So yeah, yeah definitely go over to um, YouTube, Shake and Not Nerd. Subscribe to the channel for all the latest and greatest videos that are going to come out. We'll uh, we'll make sure we put them up on the Facebook page. Yes, um, and uh, get them out there. But yeah, definitely subscribe and tell us what you think. Mm. Well, I think that'll do for episode fifteen, Fuzzy Dan. Thank you, sir. And it's been fun. Yes. We may or may not have a Fortnite Fortnite. If we don't, Paul, my question to you is, how is Apex Predators compared to Fortnite? I want you to play it. It's free. You have no excuse. Apex Legends. Apex Legends, sorry. Yeah, Apex Predators is something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a new sign-off, by the way. This is going to be my new sign-off. So uh, throw to me, and then I'll do my sign-off. <laughs> I've been Duty Dutrum. Thank you for joining me. Uh, granga, granga. <laughs> This is Fuzzy Dan reminding you to never, ever, 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 ever pre-order anything, especially from EA. Wow. Thank you, Duty. Thank you, Fuzzy. This is Paul coming at you with another edition of Fortnite, Fortnite, and as Season 7 draws to a close, what else am I going to talk about? Then, of course, the unprecedented first ever live performance, in quotation marks, from DJ Marshmallow over the weekend at 7 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, he took to the stage to his 10-minute set and approximately 10 million Fortniters are estimated to have tuned in to check this out, which is pretty damn incredible. Fortnite continues to innovate, and even if it isn't the first ever live performance, that arguably goes to the Coachella event in Minecraft last year, and there's other things which have streamed online, obviously, around the world. You two have done a bit of that. But for an in-game event, this is unprecedented. Fortnite continues to knock it out of the park. Don't listen to Duty and Fuzzy. Listen to me. Get into Fortnite if you're not already. Now, Season 7 is coming to a close. Season 8 is kicking off in three weeks' time. And I'm going to be back with more news about Season 8. All the rumours, what's likely to happen at that particular point in time. So, if you want to check it out... Head on over to YouTube, type in DJ Marshmallow Holt's first ever Fortnite concert live at Pleasant Park and you'll see it's already had 17.5 million views since it was uploaded. That's how popular this whole craze of Fortnite is. It's not going anywhere, doesn't matter what the E's say, Fortnite is here to stay. This is Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews reporting for Shaken Not Noob. Happy Fortnighting. <laughs>